Welcome to Heavily Meditated, a podcast celebrating human potential. Meditations, interviews, tools, trainings, and more designed to take you higher. Let's raise the collective consciousness together. It's recording now. It appears to be. So there we go. <laughs> All right. So hello, everyone. Welcome and welcome to today's episode of the Heavily Meditated Podcast. I'm Scott Roberts, the co-founder and host of the Heavily Meditated Podcast. And as always, thank you so much for your presence today. I'm glad you're all here because today I am interviewing James Williams. Uh, for those of you who've been under a rock and don't know, James is a certified high-performance coach through the High Performance Institute. Uh, James is a self-proclaimed possibilitarian. Boy, that's hard to pronounce, but I'm doing it anyway. Um, and he believes in anything is possible. Um, I think that's you know a fantastic trait, and I think that's what helps you get your edge. Um, he's also a fantastic husband. Uh, he's helped his amazing wife, Emily. We're both married to amazing Emily, so that's pretty cool. Um, and he's uh, helped her to grow uh, her seven-figure coaching business. And now he started his own coaching uh, company called The Growth Edge. Um, and so super excited to have you on. But, you know, I think what's probably even more impressive than what you've done with business is the fact that, you know, you're just an incredible husband. You're a truly amazing human being. You're a nurturing, supportive son. You're a fantastic, incredible friend. Uh, in fact, we just got back from... Uh, 10 days on an amazing trip through Sequoia and the 116 degree heat of Joshua Tree Park. What is that in uh, Celsius? What is that, like 40? It's like 45 degrees. Yeah. Either way, we burst into flames. It was really freaking hot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was fun. But so excited to have you on the show. Um, yeah, that's an honor and privilege to uh, be here talking with you. So thanks so much. Welcome. Thank you, sir. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Like, it's always a pleasure to be in your company. And it's always a pleasure to to uh to you know get the opportunity to speak to other audiences and so yeah i could sit here and do this all day but i'm sure that you know other people have better things to do than to, to listen <laughs> to us all day but a little a small snippet will, will make yeah. it fully valuable yeah yeah well yeah i guess let's uh let's uh, start a little bit with background so i know a good bit about your story but you know for our listeners why don't you take them through kind of you know, a little bit about where you came from, where you spent, you know, a lot of your adult life and then where you ended up now, um, yeah. both geographically and also, you know, just a little bit with your business Basically. as well and how you ended up where you are now. Yeah. And, and, and it really, that really um, sparks the idea of why I see myself as a possibilitarian because I first proved to myself that anything is possible. Um, I grew up outside of London in the UK in a small village called Frimley, which no one would have heard of. Um, very unremarkable place. I ended up moving into London during my 20s. And I worked for 12 years for a, for a huge television company. I was working in production and television graphics, very different to what I do now. Um, but always being a people person, always being interested in personal development, always thought outside the box and very differently to other people. I was, you know, academically um, very average at school. You know, school wasn't something that worked for me. Uh, yet always very successful outside of school. And so very early on realized that I had a different way of thinking and I made it work for me. It's the but true sign of probably, genius. Sorry? It's the true sign of genius. The true sign. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I like to think <laughs> it so. It is. Um, so making a long story short, really, uh, you know, ten, probably between six to 10 years into that 12-year career, I realized that something wasn't right. I was in this bubble and I, I was trying to reinvent myself many times within that career but really um, wasn't doing what I was putting on this earth to do. And 
um, you know, I started diving heavier into personal development and realizing, wait a minute, there's, there's something more that I can achieve here. I don't know what that is a career, but from a purpose perspective, it, it had something to do with being my best self and then supporting others being their best self. Yeah. But at the time, even the coaching industry wasn't something that was very highlighted in the UK. And it wasn't until I met my wonderful wife who, you know, ended up, you know, diving into um, uh, Marie Forleo's training that I realized, wait a minute, there's this whole industry, this whole booming industry of personal development that it really is uh, so diverse. And, um, you know, there's a place for me there. And it was then finding um, this thing called high performance training through Brendan Machard that really highlighted what I was already passionate about. Uh, but hadn't yet mastered or really made true. And once I dived into that, I found my thing. I found my niche or my niche. And um, it was at that point that everything changed. I, you know, I committed to leaving that career. I joined my wife in her business, I Heart My Life. Um, and then, you know, we, we, you know, I worked in that business, built, built the business with Emily, um, started working as a coach and developing my own systems and structures. And then um, after being certified in 2015, we were in London up until last year, and then we moved here to Los Angeles, California, um, where we are, you know, we're, we're scaling the business uh, over here and living a lifestyle that's in alignment with me. Love the outdoors, love to hike, love the ocean, you know, love the, love, love the people. Um, but really, you know, in service of anyone around the world that we can touch upon and constantly growing and serving and meeting amazing people like you and making some amazing friends and, uh, and just living the journey. Yeah, that's great. Well, and you know, you, you know, you talked about how, you know, uh, Emily was kind of, a, you know, a bit of a, a, a catalyst for you to, you know, to get into the industry. And I had, you know, similar experience with my wife and, you know, I'd love to touch a little bit on your relationship and how, you know, the two of you navigate life as entrepreneurs. Cause mm -hmm. I think that's something that's always interesting. Yeah. It's a huge, it's a little a huge bit one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not many people that, that, that live and work, you know, 24 seven with their wife. And it's right. a lot of things people like, you know, they always say, oh, I could never do that. Because it's not a model of a relationship you grow up with, right? And so, right. you know, we, you know we, we are very opposite in a lot of ways, uh, yet, yet crucially our values are very much in sync. You know, what we are passionate about and the impact we want to make is totally in, in alignment, yet we have different ways of doing it, which is the yin and yang of how we, we really help each other and support each other's um, strengths and opportunities. I don't use the word weaknesses. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. so, um, and so it's really worked out, but we've had to work hard at that. We actually worked with uh, an amazing, you know, relationship, uh, entrepreneurial relationship coach called Marla Manson uh, a few years back. We worked with her for over a year just to sort of really solidify, okay, how do we not only develop a business and ourselves, but how do we make sure we're cultivating the kind of relationship that, not only works really well as a team in a business, but right. thrives personally as well. And um, when you get that recipe right, it's incredible. And ultimately what we learn is that a great relationship personally or professionally is about being um, unapologetically uh, a really powerful individual. Yeah. You know, it's not about uh, compromising your worth or your values for anyone else, but becoming the best version of you so that when you are together, you can come up with a recipe that is really powerful together. And so that's what we worked very hard to uh, cultivate. And we still work very hard to maintain because life consistently changes. We are growing and changing and we are growing and changing together. So it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And it's a very, it's just, 
like I said before, it, it's, it proves what's possible outside of what we are told or what's, what we've experienced in the past. You know, what you actually mentioned there with, you know, working with a coach and, and helping you navigate those things that are very different to most of us. You know, most of us are brought up learning to work separately from one another in nine to five jobs. And then we come home at the end of the day, we may have, you know, have a little conversation about our work, have a little conversation about what went on at the water cooler. And, you know, we get a couple hours together, we watch a little TV and everything's nice. And then we get the weekends together to be with ourselves or, you know, the children, whatever. But it is very different when you're part of a business together, you spend much more time together and you're navigating those ins and outs of, you know, the workings of a business, like how to make those things happen, all the challenges that come up. So, you know, how, how important is it for you, do you think, to, to hire on someone as an expert to help you uh, really navigate that type of thing? I mean, in, you know, in every area of your life, if you're really serious about growth personally and professionally, um, you get to get support in every area of your life. It's if, if it's important enough for you, you know, it's like, you know, and I'm not even talking about the team in the business, which is a whole other conversation, but literally personally, you know, we, we hire fitness trainers or yoga instructors if we want support being our best physically or spiritually, you know, why not, why not speak to people about your relationship or speak to people about your psychology or mindset? Um, there used to be a lot of stigma around asking for help or asking for support because it meant that you were weak or it meant that you, you know, you couldn't look after yourself. But you know, who are we to think that on our, on our own have all the answers inside of our head about how to, how to be, you know, the best version of ourselves. That's why these opportunities exist. And I would not be the person I am today if I hadn't have asked for support in all of those major areas, whether it be my relationship or my fitness or my mindset. So I think it's crucial. If you're serious about growth, then, then reach out for support. Um, and, then you don't have to just be stuck with the conversation with those voices in your head, which we all know <laughs> can, right. uh, can be kind of like overwhelming at times, right? And it doesn't matter how advanced you are, right? Even the best, most spiritually enlightened people in the world have mentors, have people to reflect upon so that they can continually get, um, you know, another perspective on, on how to really improve and grow. And being in a relationship with your wife is, is no different. It's, uh, it's yeah. constant kind of like, okay, let's, what can we do to, to grow here? Who can we speak to about it? So Emily and I were actually having a conversation that, you know, for, for, for us, this whole pandemic and quarantine and isolation and all that, it isn't something that's new to us. No. <laughs> so, so, it, so at first it was hard for us to have any sort of real empathy or sympathy of any kind for the people that were saying, oh my gosh, you know, this, you know, this whole pandemic and the isolation and all that. We're like, we've been doing that forever. It seems totally normal. Nothing's changed for us. But yeah, that is something that is so different for most people. And most people just, you know, haven't had to have that kind of close interaction with their partner, with their family, or even be alone, you know, isolated, you know, away from everybody else for so long, like entrepreneurs often do. So right. I think it's one of the, you know, probably one of the greatest uh, self-growth programs that you can ever do is to become yeah. an entrepreneur. <laughs> right. And it's all a matter of perspective. Like I, I always like to use that word opportunity because anything in your life that you feel this is hard or this is challenging or this, this isn't the way it should be, or this is a compromise. Like if we, if instead we look at it as an opportunity, then every relationship has now got an opportunity to right. navigate something that they didn't previously have to navigate. And you find out things about yourself 
you find out things about each other and that that creates opportunity for growth no matter what happens later because here's a here's a thought for you what if this never changes right what if you are this is your life now forever just for, just just for fun let's play that game um yeah. rather than thinking you know oh this is a compromise and i'm just going to suck it up for a period of time right what if you thought to yourself well rather than feeling like anything has to be a compromise maybe everything is an opportunity and you sort of think okay well this is interesting and it yeah it's challenging what are the challenges how can we navigate it what are the how can we grow from it and how can we make this uh, a really amazing experience um and i think yeah. a, sim a simple perspective shift turns any challenge into an opportunity and, and that's how we choose to look at uh, uh, anything that's happening right now that is different uh, to what we were experiencing at the beginning of the year. Yeah, well, and that's, you know, that's, you know, that's such a great point, though, like, basically, perspective is really the key. It's everyone's having the same experience, but how they perceive that experience is what really separates people that have, that, that you know, do see things as opportunities rather than roadblocks, challenges, setbacks. Instead, everything is always a learning experience. It's always a way to learn how to expand and grow. It's a way to learn how to pivot and, and, and really think on your feet. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's so crucial that, you know, that whole perspective piece and, and, and how we perceive what's actually going on. Mm, well, and, yeah, and, and, and so that kind of makes me think of like, so, you know, I, you know, I heard you say mindset a few times. And so it, you know, makes me think of, Obviously, here at the Heavily Meditated podcast, we're all about meditation, but it's, but it's also more than just meditation. It's more about really having access to your mind and using it as a tool rather than it using you. Yeah. And so do you have any specific uh, practices that you do for really accessing your mindset and really you know, learning you know, how, to, how to use it as a tool? Yeah, I, I mean that's a loaded question because there are lots. But yeah. in the in the you know in the the spirit of the heavily meditated podcast, um, you know, meditation has meant many things to me in my life. And I think the first the first key for me that really worked for me, you know, in the early days of my personal growth and realizing that a um, a meditation practice or a a focus practice was something that was really crucial for me to implement. Um, I created something for myself which i now give to my clients um that, that is this theory and I'll, I'll share it with you that i use as a hat changing exercise because i was realizing that working at home every day where i was used to working in a big company with like hundreds of people around me and then coming home working in the same environment every day where i was either a, a business partner or a husband or you know, the, you know, the guy going to the gym and I had all these different hats. And so I created something as a hat change first. I was like, well, I don't want to be the same guy when I'm in the intimate part of my relationship with my wife than I am when we're having a, a team meeting about, you know, finances. I want to be a different, per, different hat, right? right? So I created a hat changing exercise. So that happens at the beginning of the day to transition from, you know, morning James to start work James. And yeah. then I have a hat changing exercise and the, you know, the end of the day to change from work James to evening James, and then a hat change to change into it's time to chill and be by, you know, have your own time and go to bed James. And yeah. how that worked for me was recognizing that in my mind, I saw that I had three rooms. I had my past habitual library, which is everything I've ever done and seen and heard. It's where I stack my confidence. It's where I, I notice my fears and my insecurities and, you know, I have memories. 
And then I have my future creative workshop, which is where all my plans for the future are and all, even some of my anxieties and fears for the future are. And then I have my third room, which is my present room. And this really is the only room that exists. Um, it's what's happening here and now. It's the only room where I get stuff done. It's the only room that is real. And by recognizing those three rooms within my hat change, I would consciously close the doors to the future and the past room. I would sit in the present room and notice what's in that room and then make a decision about who then shows up uh, for that next hat change. And that practice I, I did for a while and then ended up recording it and sharing it. Um, so that's been with me for, for the last sort of six years since I've been on this, you know, you know, entrepreneurial journey. And yeah. then since then there's been breathing practices. I know we did some great breathing yeah. practices uh, during our retreat, um, which there are things that I'm now implementing to a to much um, more intense perspective. So it's constantly growing and scaling, but ultimately I think for me, you nailed it. It's, being able to utilize my mind to expand it to have have more control over it and be really empathetic with all the voices that get a place and get a you know whether they're helpful or not to really be understanding of all of them but get to choose um which ones to listen to um and which ones to allow to float away um, is ultimately the goal. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a practice for life. You know, obviously you've been doing it for some time and, you know, I think there are a lot of people out there that want to develop some sort of practice, but they don't really know how to do it. But, you know, I know, you know, oftentimes, you know, we hear people say that they come up against a lot of like obstacles in, in keeping with their practice. Are there any obstacles that you found that make it difficult to do any sort of mindset work? And what are some of the tools that you've come up with to, you know, to overcome those obstacles yeah. or those opportunities? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really great question. For me personally, um, as someone who, um, whose biggest opportunity was always focusing enough time on himself um, rather than being dragged to support others all the time. Like one of the big things I teach is self-care is how you take your power back. So it's, you know, to come to your, to your life and your world fully charged so that everyone gets your overflow. Right. So my, my challenges were always the distractions of other people's um, requests and, and uh, questions um, that took me away from giving proper time and attention to myself in those practices. And so the only way I've managed to, 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 to overcome and to, focus on those things is literally just by scheduling it you know you, you make it easy why make it hard for yourself and have to remember to meditate when you can literally you know right. stick it in the stick it in your diary have an alarm and it says okay yeah. wake up and then the little alarm goes says right now go down and says meditate so nope. create space for myself i have a room in the house that is just mine it's my office and and that's where i go and i and it's set up in a way where there's a there's a comfy chair over here and i sit there and i put my headphones on and I make it as easy as I can. For me, I've got to block out sound. Right. I've got to, you know, I've got to put myself in an environment where I know I'm not going to be disturbed. And, and I listen to something or have a practice that, that makes me feel great. And I've experimented. I've, I've, I've got a giant wall, uh, giant coloring in poster on my wall, which was a practice That's I implemented as a way of, you know, yeah. that's the first thing I do before meditating. Because it, what it does is it focuses me on something that's creative that gets my mind focused away from those other thoughts. And then I go into a meditation. And so it's a very personal, I mean, it's called personal development for a reason. It's personal. 
right? And yeah. so really being aware of what you need to get yourself into a space where you can just allow yourself to be with yeah. yourself for a um, period of time. And there is no, there's no wrong way to experience that. It's just being with yourself for a period of time and, and sitting in that. And that experience will improve the more you do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, you, you know, you mentioned it just now, and then I know we talked about it a little bit as well when we were on our trip. You know, about like focus and and where you place your energy and how how important it is to to like increase the energy that you focus into less areas so that you're not spreading your energy over multiple places. So maybe you can touch a little bit more about that, like you know how you how you really you know, focus your energy in, yeah. into smaller amounts of things. Well, that goes back to that practice, the three room practice. Like if I, if I really consciously, you know, understand that the past habitual library is everything that ever happened, including mm-hmm. five minutes ago, and I can consciously, and in my mind, I can, I can like metaphorically close a door. Right. That really helps there. And then I, I'm like, okay, well, any thoughts that are to do with what I have to do next and what's happening next week and what will happen if this happens, all oh, that's the future and close that door. Yeah. I then realized that any feelings of any, any emotions of like anxiety or fear or stress or overwhelm, they don't actually exist in this present moment. Right. All of those emotions are in the past or the future. Exactly. And so if I, that's why for me, the visual of sliding doors shut and then literally just sitting here and being like, okay, I can hear my, I've, I've got this uh, air purifier behind me. I can hear my, my voice. I can feel the sensation of my body sound is still. And then when I start to focus on what I'm actually experiencing, suddenly there are less things going on. And right. then what we know from, you know, even the, the biology of the mind, we've got a huge collection of mitochondria, which is the energy factories in our cells, in our prefrontal cortex, in our yeah. mind. You know, the less work they have to do, the less energy you need. <laughs> so right. Literally, if I'm just thinking about what's in the moment, it's a, it's, it's literally my brain is not having to use as much energy. It's that simple. Right. And so by focusing on what I am experiencing actually in the moment, I am focusing on less. And then we can get to a point where we can really even release that. Yeah. Well, and our, you know, basically our body and our mind is always looking for ways to, to optimize every process and to be able to put it into the subconscious so that it doesn't take energy in order to run it because its whole job is how do I conserve energy and keep you alive <laughs> at exactly. all times? So if I don't have to think about things as much and I can you know, fire and wire in certain sequences all the time and create a neural network that makes it super easy for me to perform that you know, particular task, then that's what I'm going to do because I want to keep you alive and safe and I don't want too much energy used on other things. Totally. The body wants to habitualize everything. It just wants to do that. It's a great concept in uh, high performance studies called uh, RWID, which is relative weight of importance and duration. Yep. You know, it's the concept that, that when, you phys- when you do something regularly and you, ass- and you assign it an emotional importance, Mm-hmm. Your brain, if you do it enough, is going to go, oh, that's really important to him, whether it's good or bad, FYI. Right. I'm going to put that in automation. So if it's a negative thought or even a negative action or a positive thought on a positive action, if you do yeah. it enough, it's just going to say, well, let's not think about this consciously all the time. That's exhausting. Let's just stick it in the autopilot. Yeah. Um, so the great thing about uh, you know, that concept is that as much as you can habitualize bad habits, you can habitualize good habits. So you are in control of that automation. 
So yeah. you consciously think and feel and repeat something that you know is helping you. You do it enough, and the average, they say, is about 66 days, and your brain will automate it. And that's, that's really exciting. You can literally program yourself to be a samurai at anything right. you choose. Yeah. In your life, which I, I think that's pretty cool. I think that's, hey, that's badass. Be a samurai at everything. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, um, so I, so, you know, I wanted to ask if there was, uh, you know, anything that, that, you know, maybe I've forgotten to ask that you'd love people to know about you. Like, is there anything that you're really super proud about that, you know, you just don't get much of an opportunity to, you know, to let people know about yourself? Um, do you know, I think that, you know, we, we actually had a, we did a, a little Facebook live today with our team, um, which was really exciting. And it made me realize we were talking about, you know, how you hire people and, and, you know, this, this thing called life, um, it, you know, it really, it, it sounds like an obvious thing, but it really is all about the journey and it is really about noticing the moments. Um, because we're living in an age where everything's fast and where you know it's all about the next goal and the next goal yeah. and i think something that i've i've kind of always had and and choose to try and master even more is a real appreciation for the small things and the daily things because you know if we if we look back and can't remember what happened last week then we're missing out on all the things that we get to be grateful for like today yeah. you know you think about today's date you know, there's only going to be, today's the only day, this is the only date of this year that's ever going to happen again. It's never going to be this day ever again. Yeah. And I like to think that um, to notice something from every day that I'm grateful for um, really, really helps me um, to move forward. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm an extremely grateful person. I'm, 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 I'm an optimist and I don't believe that's something you, that, that you're, you're born with. I think that you can, you, you can certainly through life experience, lose some of that, but it's something anyone can, can gain. And so my, my optimism has really helped me in my life. And I'm very proud of that because it's allowed me to, to move through challenge because there is a silver lining to everything. Everything's an opportunity. And I'm, I'm hugely proud of the fact that no matter what I've achieved in my life, um, uh, you know, I, can, I can want to achieve more, but I can also be really grateful for what I have. Um, yeah. and that dance, that balance, um, I think is a, is a really important key because a lot of people are waiting for this thing that they're going to achieve to feel happy. And then right. when that thing comes now, they've realized they're now going to wait for the next thing. Yeah. It's not about the thing, right? Right. It's not, <laughs> not about the external. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, you know, it's great to have goals and it's great to achieve them. You also get to be happy every day. Right. But happiness isn't something you can order on Amazon Prime, right? You can't, you can't wait for it to fall on your lap. It's, it's your responsibility to cultivate it. Yeah. Um, and I think my love of just my love of humanity is the, the driving force behind me trying to figure out different ways of ultimately helping people achieve that. And constantly with myself, I'm not perfect. I have down days. I have pessimistic days. Um, um, but I, I, I can bounce back from that quickly. And I'm very proud of you know, being able to uh, be so grateful for what I've got and all the things I get to achieve. And, um, and I think that uh, that's really what I want for everyone. I think that especially right now, there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons to be scared or, or fearful, but there's also a lot of reasons to be grateful, um, yeah. you know, with everything that we have. Well, yeah. And, you know, I'm talking about 
positivity. You know, it is very much, you know, a muscle that we have to exercise. Um, but, you know, I think I've, I've certainly, you know, come across it with people that I meet that, you know, I, you know, I meet people now that have met me within the past few years, five years, whatever, um, that didn't know me a long time ago and don't know the journey that I went through to get where I am and just naturally assume I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. And I think people probably, if they don't know a lot about your story and about you know, some of the things that you've gone through in your life, they might just naturally assume, oh, he's just a normally positive guy. It's so easy for him. He's had it easy. So he's, you know, he's here at this place. And of course, he's happy. But it is very much a practice. It is very yeah. much a choice. And yeah, I always want to commend you and thank you for your positivity because I know it's not something that necessarily was easy for you to have, um, you know, growing up that. and all that. So yeah. yeah. Well, I think a lot of people, um, they, they have been taught to celebrate um, uh, struggle. It's like, you know, you, design, you, don't, you haven't worked hard enough unless you're depressed or feeling struggle. And right. so they hang on to it. And so it's like, you know, if you get over this thing too quickly, it means that you didn't care. Um, and, you know, I've had all sorts of terrible things happen to uh, people I care about in my life and, and been through things myself that have been really challenging. Um, and there may have been a time when I was younger where I sat in that longer because I, I thought, well, if people see me get over this quickly, they will think that I'm, you know, insensitive or it, it didn't hurt you know, um, and then I've very quickly learned that, you know, that if I'm going to make an impact in this world and if I'm going to be a good husband and a good friend, it's really crucial that I cultivate a person that is, that is strong enough to be all of those things, which means, you know, honoring um, the struggles that I go through and, uh, and allowing them to, to be a part of my past without being a part of my future. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah I, yeah, I can think back to a moment when, when I was in my early 30s and I thought, well, you know, I must have made it at this point because I'm really stressed out. I'm, I'm drinking like eight shots of espresso for breakfast. I'm always stressed out. I'm miserable. And from everything I've seen, that means I've made it. <laughs> yeah. But that's, yeah. not the, that's not the ladder you want to be climbing because that's on the wrong house. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And there's a lot of, uh, and Wayne Dyer calls them mental memes. There's a lot of m mental memes, stories that, that we fall victim to that, um, that, that aren't mindsets that, that support us, right? You know, um, and so it's, you know, really think about, you know, when you look back at your life, how you want to have lived your life and the person that you want other people experience you, experiencing you as yeah. um, is so, so important. And and it's okay for other people to have other opinions. It's okay if people don't like the fact that you're positive. And it's okay if people, you know, uh, don't think you work hard enough. There's only one opinion that matters. There's only one relationship that, that, ha that has to come first. And that's the relationship you have with yourself. You know, I say to all my clients, I say, you are your number one client. It's a, it's a contract for life right? This thing, this mind and this body is the only home you have. Look after it because right. it's going to be with you. It's the only person that's going to be with you from the beginning to the end. Yep. Um, so, you know, once that relationship's solid, then every, everyone else, it's like you, you get bonuses of love and attention and affection and, and praise. They're bonuses. Um, and any, anything outside of the positive reactions you get from the outside world is okay. 
because you love yourself enough that, um, that those things can't hurt you. You can feel them, but they can't hurt you because you know the truth about you and how you show up. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, that's something pretty, pretty, pretty good to end on, but I, you know, I've, you know, I've got one more question that I want to ask you, but before, you know, I, you know, I get to the last question and we start wrapping up, I, I wanted to say thank you, you know, for being here, of course, thank you so much for being on the podcast, but, you know, more importantly than being here, more importantly than, you know, the work that you've done with, you know, Emily and the I Heart My Life community and with the Growth Edge, um, just thank you for, you know, how much you've done as a human being, how much support and love you give people. Um, it's always, you know, an absolute amazing privilege and, and just so much fun to be around you because you always give so much to everybody. So I want you to take a minute to receive and take in the thanks and the gratitude that we all see it, we all appreciate it, and we all love you so much. So thank you so much for being who you are and doing everything we do. I I fully receive. Thank you, Scott, for saying all those things. That's that's, um, really lovely to hear. I appreciate that. No problem. All right, so last question. What does it mean to you to maximize your human potential? Wow. (laughs) <laughs> what does it mean to me to maximize my human potential? Well, first off, I don't believe there is a maximum. I feel right. like that, that what I find most exciting about life is that, there, that you can always achieve more, which is really oh, the two yeah. reasons that's great. One is that you don't ever have to feel like you're not close to the finishing line because there is one. There isn't one, right? It's just like it goes on forever. Yeah. But I am, in terms of really making the most, it's a very simple concept. If I can truly say that I've done my best in every day, then I never make myself wrong and I always recognize there's an opportunity to do better. That I just do the best I can every day, right? But I start that process by, by paying attention to, to me first, right? By understanding that my relationships with Emily, my relationships with anyone in my life, um, the work that I do, everything that I put effort into is a result of what I've put into myself, right? It's what I call my intentional quality output. Um, So to maximize myself every day, it's to start my day first being fully aware of how I feel physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and then then using practices to um, fill myself up physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally so that the output that I give is intentional and it's of quality so that I know I can honestly say today I've done my best. And of course, sometimes that quality output is higher than others. But if I've gone through the motions and given my best each day, then I'm doing what I can to be the best person that I can with always opportunity for more. And that, that's that in a nutshell. That's fantastic. Well, and I, when I totally lied, that wasn't the last question. One other thing popped in <laughs> I wanted to ask you. Um, you know, I've had some really interesting and strange experiences while meditating. Um, and one thing I'm, you know, always curious about when I talk to other people is, what is the the strangest experience that you ever had while meditating? Wow, that's a that's an interesting question. Um, the strangest experience I've ever had meditating is. Um, whether it's strange or enlightening, I'd say that it was this feeling, uh, we talked about perspective earlier, right? It's this feeling of being, you know, realizing that um, I'm part of absolutely everything. Um, 
and not separate from anything. Um, and the, a lot of the things that have um, an, a, a negative impact, those little mental memes, really don't deserve a space. They're, they're almost funny. Right. Um, it's, I guess it's like the, the biggest perspective. You imagine zooming out into the universe and then seeing how you keep going, how the earth becomes a dot and then the galaxy becomes a dot. And then you sort of think, oh, okay. And I was, you know, the other day I was upset because, you know, I spilt a drink or, you know, <laughs> or right. because, you know, the, the supermarket ran out of my favorite brand of something, right? Yeah. It's that huge, giant perspective of, of complete and utter, and utter uh, connection to everything. Um, that I would say that's the answer. Um, brings yeah. a smile to my face because it kind of, it just paints a huge perspective and um, makes me feel super grateful to be part of that, that connection. Right, yeah, it's this, yeah, it's this amazing feeling of knowing that in one way we're so infinite and so expansive that it makes us just so big in a way. And then on the other hand, when you can look at our place in the universe and how small we are, it also puts <laughs> the little tiny details that we blow out of proportion into perspective when we right. realize how tiny they really yeah. are. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, All really, right. it's really interesting for sure. All right. Well, fantastic. Thank you again so much for, for being here on the podcast. I really appreciate it. This is a great experience for me. You know, we're, we're wanting to switch things up here a little bit and start doing more interviews. So thanks for, you know, coming along for the journey. I appreciate it. Um, where can everybody find you and how can they learn how to work with you? Well, first off, just massive thank you to you. You're an incredible human being that I'm so grateful to know and you have a huge impact in my life too. And so it's such an honor to even be invited to speak to you and your, and your guests um, and to have you in my life. Um, and where can people find me? Well, they can find me at thegrowthedge.com. They can find me um, on Instagram is James R.S. Williams. Um, I also have a free Facebook group called The Growth Edge. So just look me up, say hi, and um, yeah. And Scott will, Scott will attest to the fact that I love talking to people and I love talking. <laughs> so, uh, so reach out and say hi. And um, I'm, I'm, I love meeting new people. Fantastic. And, 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 you know, now if I can just get you to maybe start your live growth edge uh, trainings a little bit later since I'm so far behind you here in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great. Well, thank you so much, James. Uh, it's so great having you on. And, uh, yeah, until next time, I'll talk to you again, brother. Talk to you soon. All right. Love you, man. Love you too. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Heavily Meditated Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with the people you love most. And if you want to learn more about how you can program your mind, unlock your unlimited potential, and create the life you really want, then check out the Heavily Meditated Mentorship at heavilymeditatedpodcast.com forward slash mentorship. Until next time, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you on the next episode of the Heavily Meditated Podcast.